Good afternoon. Thank you for joining um, Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. Steve Brooks here. Um, today we are practicing social distancing. And normally I have my guests sitting here next to me, but um, we thought we'd actually follow the, uh, the guidelines set out by the state today and um, invite our guests to appear by Zoom video. And today, Brian Pierce of, um, is it Pierce Financial? Yes. Has graciously offered to appear and, and talk with us today and maybe answer some questions. Um, so, Brian, thank you so much for joining. Absolutely. Are, I appreciate you asking me on. Yeah. it's um, And if for those of you who don't know, Brian is a financial advisor. He um, advises people all over the state, and he may even go outside the state, but um, he has been our financial advisor for the Brooks Law Group 401k plan for a number of years, and um, I've worked with Brian over the years. He's a real knowledgeable a solid guy who is definitely worth talking to if you want to talk about stocks and bonds and financial stuff. So, Brian, I want to just, if you could take a second to introduce yourself to our audience and give a little bit about your background, that would be great. Yeah, um, I've been in the business for the better part of 30 years now, and um, our firm, our focus and our niche area is towards retirement planning. So, we work a lot with people that are near in retirement or already in retirement and they do a lot of income type planning as well for people in that regard. Um, native of Winter Haven, been here all my life, all my family's here. So we've been very blessed with all that. Uh, again, I've had a good relationship with you and your firm, Steve. So I appreciate you having me on here this evening. Um, so I just want to you know, try and give you some answers on some questions that you might have going on right now and uh, just kind of open it up and go from there. Sure. So, you know, the first thing that's on my mind is um, with the financial uproar that's going on. When I pull into the gas pump, I notice that I paid like $1.73 a gallon for gas the other day. And I know I know that the oil stocks that I'm invested in are, are have been severely crushed. What do you think about the oil markets? What's going on there? Um, any input there? Well, yeah, and I've gotten a lot of information on that as well. I mean, there's not a day that goes by that we don't get certain emails or information uh, regarding what's going on with certain sectors in the market. And energy, of course, has probably been one of the most affected, um, you know, airlines, things of that nature as well. But when you talk about this coronavirus and what it's done with most of the, most of the world, for that matter, on lockdown, they're not using this much oil. Obviously, we're not out running around in our cars and driving from here to there. So the consumption level has gone drastically down, uh, not to mention the fact you've had this issue with Saudi Arabia and Russia to where they've increased their output. So now you have an abundance of oil with nobody really using much of it. So you've got this oversupply. And we all know how supply demand works when you have too much supply of something and no demand. What's going to happen? The price is going to keep coming down. Yeah, I heard that, you know, I heard that those Brent crude price per barrel was like $30 a barrel. But actually, I heard that oil was trading hands in North Dakota for as little as $5 a barrel. Have you have you heard that? No, <laughs> I had not heard that one, but that's unbelievable. Yeah, that the cash price here in America is just uh, dropped like a rock. And it's... Uh, it's a serious situation. 
I know that um, President Trump has um, tweeted something recently that he may try to get um, Moscow and Rydia on on a together to hopefully, um, you know, have a meeting of the minds on the oil prices. But apparently, for the consumer right now, it's a really good thing because uh, I'm paying less than two dollars a gallon at the gas pump, and that that's just incredible. I haven't seen that in a number of years. Yeah, it's funny, uh, Steve. The, yesterday, you know, when Trump came out and, and spoke on what you just said. Um, you know, it, it oil jumped up at that point, but before the end of the day, when they realized it really wasn't going to happen, that crude ended up going down about nine something percent yesterday. Uh, in its office, so it moves real, real fast and real hard right now, be it one way or the other, just on what's said, right? And then another thing that we all care about is, um, <clears throat> when you look at your 401k balance now, it's seriously down. and if you've got an IRA or a 401k uh, and, you, and you follow the market at all, you know, I'm sure that um, that you've run into some panicky people. So just for the folks out there listening, what, what kind of advice would you give them when they look at their 401k or IRA balance and, you know, what to do at a time like this? The first thing I would say is not to panic. I mean, if you think about it, the economy was on a roll all the way up until February the 20th, lowest unemployment level we've ever been at, interest rates way down. I mean, everything about the economy was running around very well. The markets were hitting all-time highs every day. And then all of a sudden we had this coronavirus and we've had this pandemic, and I know it needs to be certainly taken seriously. But the way I look at it, Steve, is that if you've got – Younger people that are contributing monies in the 401k plans or in their IRAs, any sort of retirement plan. And let's say you're anywhere from 10 years out as far as thinking about your retirement dates, that you don't need to be panicking or jumping out of the positions that you're in. Um, that's a big mistake a lot of people make. If you stop and think about it, everything that was out there that was so popular before that was hitting all new time highs, now it's all on sale. So you're being able to buy things that might be 20, 30, 40% cheaper than what they were. And you're able to buy more shares of that same item to continue to plow that money in there, particularly for younger people. Now, if you're someone, let's say that's within five years or so of retirement, you might want to reassess your risk number basically. And that's what we do in here as well. We try and find out what your risk tolerance is and to make sure that your portfolio and the positions that you're in or where you feel they need to be based on your risk tolerance. Because as we all know, the closer we get to retirement and once you're in it, you know, you can't afford from a time standpoint to have a 30 or 40 or 50% hit because you don't have time to make it back. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, you know, I, for the younger people I, who don't remember Kmart, but Kmart, I remember when I was a kid, you would go in Kmart and they would have these blue light specials. They would actually have a little cart with a blue <laughs> light on the top. And um, whatever the blue light special was, it was on sale for like half price or 60% off. <clears throat> That's what I feel like in a market like this. It's if you change the paradigm to like, oh my gosh, look at the, my balance has gone down to, oh my gosh, like you were just saying, this is a great time to pick up some real bargains, a blue light special. So I, 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 I certainly agree with that. I, like I said, I, 
no one knows how much more damage we might have in the marketplace. Um, like I say, for the, the, the clients that we manage in here that are right up close to retirement are already in it. And they're, they're drawing off of their funds. You know, we've, we've made some adjustments here or there to, to, to get on a little bit more of a safer, uh, safer position, if you will. Um, but certainly we know the times are going to come when things turn back around again, and you better start meandering back in eventually. So you don't miss out on all of it. Yeah, absolutely. And that leads me into another topic. Uh, you know, I always hear this concept of dollar cost averaging is the safest and best way to get into the market. Could you go over that concept with our viewers? Sure. Dollar cost averaging is basically when you're putting money in, just like your 401k plan, you're putting money in, in most cases with those plans, every single pay period. So you're going to find <clears throat> times during the year that when the markets are, are running higher, you're paying more money for the shares of the fund that you're currently putting your money in. And then maybe two months later, the market does a correction and those same share prices go cheaper, but you're still putting money in. So you're buying some down here when they're very low and you're also buying some up here when they're high and you're buying some when they're in the middle. So it ends up averaging out your overall cost per share of what you're buying to be more of a reasonable care price that you're paying overall, instead of having to pay the top dollar for it, you're able to also dollar cost average out by buying some when it's on sale, just like what you're referring to right now. So if someone were to have extra cash to deploy in the market now, would are you more of a mutual fund guy or more of a stock guy? How would you how would you recommend they they deploy that cash? Um, in here, Steve, you know, we, we do some individual stocks. Um, I tend to utilize ETFs um, at this point in this business compared to mutual funds. Um, ETFs are called exchange traded funds. They're like mutual funds, but they actually trade like a stock, if you will. So you could buy and sell them at any given time during the day and get whatever the market price is on that. Um, so, yeah, we're utilizing ETFs, which, again, are similar to mutual funds. They're, they're internally less expensive to own. And you can literally go in and be very specific about what it is that you're wanting to own in that type of a, of a fund. Because I'll give you a quick example. Let's say that you came in and said, I want to buy uh, oil. How, how can I put money into something that's going to track the price of oil? Well, you know, you know, I don't do commodities, if you will, but they have ETFs that are directly related to the price of oil. So if you want to follow the price of oil, you can buy that particular fund and it's going to be purely oil that you're going to follow, be it down or up. So we're utilizing that. We're utilizing individual equities uh, in portfolios. And then we're also throwing in, according to, again, the risk tolerance, uh, some different types of assets that are very safe portion of their money. And I think that helps them sleep a little bit better at night when they look at their overall uh, risk tolerance. So for the average uh, investor out there who maybe doesn't follow the markets every day and doesn't research and study those kind of things, he would be better off to go to a financial advisor and have that kind of risk analysis done before deploying money in the market. Now, I'm sorry, can, can you come back on that question one more time, Steve? Yeah, so for the average investor who who doesn't study the market and doesn't keep up with trends on a day-to-day -day basis, 
Are they better off trying to research and study now to invest or to come to an advisor and have a risk analysis done and get that kind of input? And, and, and how much do advisors charge? I mean, what does it cost for somebody to come to somebody like you? Well, first thing is, it doesn't cost anything to come in and see us. I mean, that, that's something that we do with any prospect, anyone that wants to talk with us. We're always there to try and at least sit down, have a conversation. We always stress, even to our clients, sometimes it's good to get, before they're even a client, we're going to say, get a second opinion. Most of us always get second opinions on things that we do, right? So, yeah, it doesn't cost anything to come in and see us. And the first things we're going to do is we're going to sit down and find out, you know, what your current situation is. What are your main concerns? What, what is it that's going on in your life right now that you're mainly concerned about? And then we're going to talk about how you're currently invested and are you invested where you say you want to be? And we have software in here and technology that can literally pinpoint a person's risk tolerance based on certain questions that are asked. And it's all computer technology type stuff. And it's going to let you know pretty much where you're currently at compared to where you say you would like to be. So that assessment, I'd say, is paramount particularly in times like this, you know, we were in 11 a year, 11 year bull market. And the market was going up pretty every year. People can tend to get complacent and they can forget about like 2008 and what kind of damage that did. Now here we are going through this. And I think it's bringing back some of those realities again, that maybe we need to have a second look at what's going on with our portfolios and, and we don't charge for doing it. So, you don't charge for doing that. And, but if somebody does come to you and say, I want to, I want you to handle X amount of dollars, how do you charge for that? Well, all groups are different. I mean, a lot of groups are like all fee base or they might be a combination of fee base and commission base. You know, in here, number one, we act as fiduciaries, always have. Um, our business is more holistic. So we're going to look at different investments to fit whatever that risk tolerance is again. And we might have a mixture of where we get paid advisory fees on an ongoing basis to manage particular monies for a person. We might have another portion of that portfolio to where we actually get paid a commission. And it's a one-time type of deal on the commission side there. And there are no ongoing fees on, let's say, that bucket of money, if you will. So it's a combination in, in our case. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the CARES Act, have you looked at that? Sure have. Gotten all kinds of information on that. Um, for the average consumer out there, uh, employee, um, what, what is the most significant part of that act that you think you could tell them that would maybe help them through this crisis? Well, the first thing is, you know, it's been put out there that, you know, that each person is going to get a $1,200, you know, rebate check, if you will. Uh, all part of this CARES Act, the $2 trillion act that they signed into place in March. <clears throat> $1,200 for an individual and $2,400 for a, a married couple. Um, there's a lot to this CARES Act. I mean, there's a lot of different points that people need to be aware of. But I know the, the biggest thing you hear is, hey, when are we going to get our checks and, and things of that nature? And nobody really knows the exact uh, answer to that yet. Um, there's another deal out there for small business owners of less than 500 employees, which is called the uh, Payment Protection Program. I don't know if you've heard of that one yet. 
but that's where small business uh, small businesses can go in. And there's about 397 billion, I think, allotted for small businesses right now um, to keep people on the payroll and let them continue to be paid to help stimulate the economy. They have to go through applications, but they don't have to qualify in order to get this. Uh, so there's certain stipulations that people need to look into there, but that's another part of it. Um, I think another big thing is uh, people that are wanting to make IRA contributions, things of that nature, like to a traditional IRA or to a Roth, filing your income taxes. They've moved all that back on when the due, the due date is now is July 15th. They've put everything back 90 days. So a person doesn't have to have their income tax filed until July 15th instead of April 15th. That means you can go in and make a IRA contribution or a Roth IRA contribution up to July 15th instead of April 15th. So it's given everybody more time to get some of these things done and enacted. But the, 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 the CARES Act has is, is got a lot of different parts to it. Uh, 401k plans, that's an example. They're setting it up now to where a person can literally take out uh, up to $100,000 from their 401k accounts if they've had issues related to this coronavirus or if they've been laid off or their hours cut back or they're having to stay home because they have children with uh, they're having to babysit because they can't find people to care for them. So they've done things in that regard as well. So there, there's more points to it, but that's some of the highlights. Yeah. And I heard, you know, there's a lot of um, concern with the small business people that they, the money's going to run out. And um, I heard Secretary Mnuchin, the Secretary of Treasury this morning say that um, that everybody that applies under that program will, will eventually get the money. They will approve the money. Um, so that was reassuring. I do want to, um, do you have a website you can tell us um, if anybody wanted to go visit your site? Yes, it's uh, www.piercefinancial www.piercefinancial.com actually it's .net .net okay um, okay Brian I appreciate you showing up today and you, you've been really insightful with some of your answers um, anything else you want to tell the audience um, well again you know, I appreciate you having me on I know there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world right now we've never had to experience um, you know right now we're trying to do like we're supposed to do as well. I've got my other couple of employees that are staying at home. I have been coming into the office because I'm pretty much the only one in here most, most of the time at this point. But we're here to try and help people, give some advice in some trying times. Um, if you're not being contacted by your current advisors or talked with, or you're looking for a second opinion uh, to kind of see where you're at, we're here to try and help you in that regard. And I can promise you this much, we will shoot you straight. And if what you're currently doing is the right thing to do, well, then we're going to tell you that. No strings attached. Gotcha. I did have one final question. Um, you said the, the deadline for filing taxes was extended to July 15th. How about for your quarterly uh, tax payments, if you make those? Do you know if that was extended? That they didn't get into on the material that I've gotten on, on this CARES Act. It didn't specify into that. That would be something I'd have to literally have to call up my accountant and say, hey, where does that uh, come into play at this point? Gotcha. Okay, well, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks again for joining us on this week's live show and podcast. 
I'd like to thank Brian for taking the time to call in and discuss these uncertain times. I hope that you all learned something and that you better understand how it's affecting the markets. If you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to share it with family and friends until next week. I'm Steve Brooks with Brooks Law Group. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next Wednesday at 1230. Thank you.